Hi, and welcome to Intentional Sounding, the Draw Play podcast. This week, we're going to do things a little differently. We had a normal recording session on Monday with special guest Christmas 8 from KSK, but I had some weird audio glitch, and it screwed up my recording. I sounded like a dying cat in a static-filled tin can, so I had to scrap it. Both my usual co-hosts, Sam Grassis and Ape, are busy for the re-record, so we're going to delay that episode till next week. So this week, we're just going to go completely into the draft, and to do that, I have brought on a special co-host for me, Nick. How you doing, guys? You might know me as uh, Daltos in the Something Awful forums. Well, thanks for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Since we're just going to talk about the draft, I just want to mention, we're both Giants fans. It's easy. We have a nice commonality between us. So we can launch into the next segment without even like a transition. Isn't that awesome? That That is fantastic. Actually, before we get started on the Giants, I do want to say just a special thank you to anyone who w- looks at my draft cards. This man right here is the person who gave me most of the information on who to draw. And I think we got mostly accurate this year. I felt so bad missing on Carl Joseph. I should have known that. I, was... I mean, it's not all you. I, I read a lot of mock drafts along with the information you gave me and I probably saw him and just never thought to actually draw him but whatever one missed player i don't feel bad about missing the uh 49ers guy who was it josh garnett i I, I still don't even joshua garnett he's a phone booth uh right guard that should have been taken like third round so that we're okay with german effetti hang on how smart am i can i get props for that yeah you can get props for that yeah That, that was that was good he was like the second to last player i drew i'm amazed that you drew him I drew him. I think the very last player I draw was the guy the Panthers took. I forget his name. The guy from Louisiana Tech. Uh, uh Raven Clark. That's so Raven. So I mean, but that. Oh no, way. Vernon Butler. They took Vernon, Vernon Butler. Butler. Yeah, that was yeah. it. I thought that sounded closer. It was, I yeah. know it was Von Bell or Vernon Butler. And the, but, that was a brain fart. But yeah, you're right. I mean, with that happen, let's get back to the Giants. Honestly, looking at it, outside the first pick, I'm not that unhappy. No, that seems to be a theme of Reese drafts. We always seem really optimistic after he screws up the first pick. I was not happy. I mean, obviously, I'm not the biggest draft guy. I don't sit there. I don't scout. I, I've i tried. I've got into it. It just puts me straight to sleep. I just can't care. And bless you for doing that because I can't do it. You need to have a special kind of obsession to do what I do. It's uh, I'm not even good at it, like compared to other guys out there who will literally go out and watch tape on Western Michigan. I don't know how anyone can go and watch tape on Western Michigan. I just do my best with like with FBS schools on Division One, Division Two, but it's it's astounding what some of these guys do. But yeah, um, let's talk about the first pick, Eli Apple. Eli Woodard Apple. He actually changed his last name uh, for his stepdad, which I find endearing. But either way, why? <laughs> why? The consensus I see is that he, he was a first-round prospect, but a late, like, 20s first-round prospect, and we overreached. Man, I'm telling you, I had him as, like, my sixth cornerback on the board, behind, like, Artie Burns, who people thought the Steelers reached on. Eli Apple is a six foot one, six foot two ish, two hundred pound cornerback that causes any GM to salivate when they look at him and they never watch his game film. I can't tell you how many times he was caught out of position in Ohio State, how many times he grabbed onto someone and went for the whole fifteen yard penalty that they have for DPI in college, how many times that he got beat at the line because he was trying to put hands on people. He is just such a work in progress. I can't believe he did it. I. Uh... It it seemed like a big reach, especially since I didn't. I don't think 
a cornerback was the biggest need we had at that point either. Because, I mean, we need a nickel corner yeah. to cover up our lack of linebackers. But I'll, I'll give you $5 right now if you can name our starting linebackers. Uh, Devon Kennard is one. Good. Um, after that, I'm completely blank. Jonathan Casillas. Oh, and... Casillas is still on the team? Yeah, he's still on the team. Uh, who's the last one? Uh, we got rid of Pacinger, right? Pacinger's yeah, not got, there anymore. He's gone, and he was just a backup. We still have Herzlick. Great. Zach Diossi is our, our veteran long snapper, who's apparently one of the best long snappers of all time. Um, but no, his uh, the last one... Act, hang on, you're going to hear a click right here because I'm actually cheating to look at this. Go for it. Uh, Keenan Robinson. No idea. I don't uh, know who he is. Wait, was Uniunga? He was a linebacker. Uh, no, you're thinking of uh, yeah, you're thinking of Uniunga. Uh, he was our fill-in linebacker last year. He's like a practice squad guy that gone on. And uh, Odigi Zuwa, who was supposed to be like a hybrid. Uh, I thought he was Kiwanuku. an end. Yeah, he was like a hybrid Matthias Kiwanuka uh, role. He got an IR last year. But yeah, I was looking at our depth, and uh, I really wanted defensive tackle. I'm not gonna lie. We had there's so many good ones this year. We have Jonathan Hankins, Damon Harrison, and then after that, a bunch of warm bodies. The ghost of Lewis Nix. I think he ate himself to death in Notre Dame, and he's just been carrying on as like a phantom in the NFL. Um, Jay Bromley, who was a third-round pick a few years back, has never really done anything. And there's so many good defensive tackles. Anything's better than Marcus Kuhn. Uh, is he uh, still on the team? I think he is. I mean, he started several games for his last year because of injuries. Yeah. So I, I don't think we got rid of him. He might still be there. I don't know for sure. Once the season ends, I kind of like – start zoning out and I don't pay attention to roster moves until the team starts coming back. I don't blame you. Unless you have that weird obsession I got with the draft. There's, this is a desert wasteland right now. Uh, I have to kind of spread my attention from the giants to like the entire league because I I don't just make fun of the giants. I have to make fun of everybody. So that, that kind of thing, like I keep tabs on it, but I don't really obsessively follow roster moves and I'll just kind of look at it later. I'd be surprised. There's so much material on the Giants that you don't, you don't really need to... This season's been fun <laughs> simply because of Reese is terrified for his job, so he went out and just threw mad stacks at people. Isn't it great? It's it's pretty great. I love living in New York. That's just our answer to anything. And he's just going to get fired, and we're, the next GM's going to have to undo all those contracts. We should have fired him with Coughlin. I can't believe we fired Coughlin and no one else. Yeah, I heard the mayors are, like, fantastic to work for. Anything I've ever heard from any sports industry professional in New Jersey has always said the same thing, that they just care for their employees. They never really uh, put anyone on the hot seat. They understand the grand scope of things, and I think that's why they were just too, like, nice to fire Reese. I I honestly felt like they wanted to, and they just became too awkward. It's just weird that they were afraid to fire Reese, but they were willing to fire Coughlin. Yeah, and then and Coughlin seemed kind of bitter about it too. I don't know. Coughlin's going to coach when he's in the grave. He's going to be uh, buried with a whistle. Has he found a job yet, or is he still just kind of lingering he, around? He's still lingering around. He's going to—I guarantee you—what's going to happen. He's going to be like a vice president of football operations for some team pretty soon. Probably. Either way, the the Reese went out. He spent money. He picked up Olivier Vernon. He got uh, Janoris Jenkins, and I could see why we needed a nickel corner, right? Yeah. Our, our linebackers are terrible, and you can hide a, one linebacker with a nickel corner perfectly fine. And Eli Apple's sort of like a hybrid nickel, right? He can—he's big enough that he can sort of cover the middle routes. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was Vernon Hargreaves. That would have been so cool. He was taken right after us too. Right after That's us. who I wanted. I was excited, like, oh, we're gonna get Hargreaves because I know Yay. we're not gonna draft Tunsil, even I though mean- I would have loved Tunsil. <laughs> And that's the other thing. Mares are just so, and Reese especially in Coughlin, are so against pot smokers. 
they should be banning dancing from the Giants uh, facility with how backwards they are in 1950s thinking. It's uh, our, our right side of the line. Uh, here's another. Here's ten dollars if you can name our right side of the line. Isn't it? Is it Marshall Newhouse? You got that. Okay. Um, is Pooh is Justin Pugh on the left or right? He's on the left now. He's playing left guard. Okay. Well, I know Weston Richburg and then Pugh and then uh, what's Eric his face? Flowers. Yeah. Flowers. Flowers. So I don't. I don't know who are John Jerry. That's it. Oh. Yeah. And you may remember him from like the football scandals in Miami where he was bullying yeah. Jonathan Martin. Yeah, he's he's kind of a dick. Yeah. And not that good of a player. So why not have solidified our entire right side of the line for years? Wouldn't that have been nice? Yeah, it would have been nice to have Eli be nice and secure for his last five or so years that he's got left. You should do that for the elderly. <laughs> you really should. I mean, Apple was a reach. But I was actually pretty excited to see Sterling Shepard get picked. Oh my god, was I excited to see Sterling Shepard get picked. So what's guy, good about him? This guy was a four-star recruit out of Oklahoma. And if you know anything about Oklahoma athletes, they, they are like multi-sport athletes nine times out of ten. He was basketball, track. Uh, he competed in the state finals for track. Gets on Oklahoma and immediately contributes every single year. He was uh, 600 yards his first two years as junior and sophomore. Was on track for 1,000 his uh, junior year before he pulled his groin. And uh, senior year, we all saw what he did. 1,000 yards, uh, nine touchdowns, I think. He did it all as a five foot 10 200-pound guy. And he's going to get a lot of knocks as being small, but he's not really that small. Uh, if you've ever seen a five foot 10 200-pound kid, they're usually pretty big. They can take a hit. And uh, Stone Shepard combines that with unbelievable quickness. He just reminds me so much of ODB. I hate doing player comparisons like that because I think every player is unique in their own special way. But... For a guy who can shift and can move like that, he can run outside routes. They had him running fade routes in Oklahoma as a five foot ten guy. That's, that means you're special. He's got a vertical, I guess. Yeah, he uh, actually uh, qualified in the top five for the vertical jump, I believe. And um, what was it, forty point eight inches? And uh, he ran like a four five forty ish around that four four eight forty ish forty one inch for. Uh, I'm actually doing a big thing. I'm an exercise science uh, masters. And uh, we're doing a big thing understanding what uh, vertical jump and horizontal jump translate to in the NFL. And we find out that uh, horizontal jump is usually uh, associated with acceleration. And he didn't perform that great in that. And I, I sort of saw that in the uh, in the in his college tape. He's kind of kind of slow on his get off. And that might be, uh, spell trouble for him down the road against bigger cornerbacks. But I'm OK with having two OBJs on the team. It would be nice. It'd be really nice, especially since we got rid of Randall because he was kind of Randall. I wouldn't say he was bad. He was just disappointing. Disappointing. He's a kind like he comes home and his dad just sits him down and goes, "I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. I'm just very, very sad. You can do better than this." But he just doesn't try. Didn't it, run routes. Didn't know how to run routes. He he did. I I noticed that he wasn't very good at attacking the ball. Like oh. that's one of the things I really like about OBJ is he goes up and he attacks the ball he and Randall to. Randall wouldn't and Randall would just kind of sit there. In Randall's game tape, he would go attack the ball in LSU. I don't know what changed. He just I I'm not sure if he got lazy or if he just got used to being big in in college ranks. But was he the number one receiver at LSU during his time? Uh, it was sore split. Okay, it, that's what LSU sort of does. They always have two guys, right? They always have like OBJ and and. Uh, and uh, why can't I think it was Landry? Landry. Was, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Randall split. But whatever. So, I'm really happy with that pick. Our third round pick was Darian Thompson, the yep. free safety. 
at uh, Boise State. I I mean, we already had like a plethora of safeties, but they all went on IR last year. Yep. We really needed a free safety, so I'm happy with him. I don't I don't know anything about him, but we needed somebody back there so bad because yeah. Landon Collins was garbage at bad. free safety. I felt like I felt bad for Landon Collins. He's he so was an, in a box safety, and they just were pulling him everywhere, making him do cover once, and it was just it was embarrassing to watch for a bit. But he was really good when he was up against the line. Darian Thompson offers Collins all that alleviation. He was a former wide receiver for his high school, and he also played defensive back, so he played both sides of the ball. I love seeing that. Um, he went. He goes on the Boise State as a three-star recruit. Uh, kind of tested out as a wide receiver, and they just stuck in as their free safety. He's a rangy guy. He's think Von Bell, but bigger and slower and not as good. Uh, he... This is where we get to the end of the draft where you can't like you can't just say that these guys are going to be great and we expect a lot yeah. out of them. These are guys that are just worth taking a gamble on. They're not yeah. true prior prospects. And a lot of fans don't understand that when their third rounder and their fourth rounder fail and stuff like that. It's actually not as easy to, to pull out talent as people may think from the draft. So Darren Thompson offers us a rangy free safety. Uh, he uh, he tested kind of well. He ran like a 4.740, which seems slow, but... I don't really think a 40 time matters at all for NFL production in the least bit, but that's I, just my I don't opinion. think it is. I've never really trusted the 40. It's never really mattered that much, especially since they don't run it with pads on. And yeah. they, don't, they don't do like cuts or anything. Like all the 40 does is really measure like how fast a receiver can go if he like runs a post route straight from the line. Yep. Without being touched. Yep. So what can you do? Our fourth round guy, uh, BJ Goodson, linebacker. You know how we needed one of those, how we couldn't even name our linebackers when we started yeah. talking? I'm excited He's... to uh, forgetting about this guy existing and seeing him on special teams. Isn't it great how we always have that one guy who's just the slowest linebacker in the world and will be on our team for the next seven years? Yep. BJ Goodson was the, uh, if you ever watch Clemson, they have two super fast uh, sa- or defensive ends, Shaq uh, Lawson and Kevin Dodd. They had a super fast uh, set of linebackers. They had... Uh, a super fast safety uh, curse. They had uh, Mackenzie Alexander, another fast guy. And then they had this one fucking kid who always trundled in on every single play at the end of it. You always saw him. And that was BJ Goodson. That was her pick. <laughs> we, we, we took the kid who wore a helmet to school. I'm not, not going to be mean like that. Um, he, BJ Goodson's not like I'm just saying BJ Goodson's very slow. He's got really slow hips. Um, he, he tries really hard. He was the cleanup guy for Clemson. He was always in on every single tackle. Uh, had a few tackles for loss when he got through. Uh, he has pretty good straight line speed, but if you ask him to turn, it's just not going to be good. And if we were a three, four team, he could be an inside linebacker thumper, but I only see him as a two down guy, like, uh, John Bostick for the, the bears for a few years that they had there. Yeah. I honestly, when I saw fourth round linebacker, I just saw special teams. <laughs> I, I don't I was just like he's he's gonna be a backup if someone gets hurt, but I'm gonna see him on its special teams and that's the only way I'm gonna know him. Yeah. It's, it's just like Spencer Paysinger. Yeah. Oh, let's think of other guys who are like that. Wasn't there when we won the Super Bowl, there's a guy who strips someone twice. I can't remember what his name was now. Was it which Super Bowl? The first Stars, one? The second one. Okay. Um no, I don't remember. I can't remember him. <laughs> I don't remember any of our linebackers except for Chase sad, Blackburn from that had... Super Bowl run. I love Chase Blackburn. Oh, my God, I love Chase Blackburn. When he intercepted that ball, it was fantastic. It was so good. He he, <laughs> he, he beat Gronk in a jump ball. I know, like I know Gronk was hurt, but that was hysterical. <laughs> it was so funny. 
Oh my god, he he seems like there should be a football movie about him. How he was like just picked off off the sidelines like a fan from the stands and told to be a linebacker, even though he went to college and went to the draft. Yeah, he just he seems was, like, like I think he was like a substitute teacher, and they pulled him back in. That was great. I'm great. a substitute teacher. I'd love it. Go, fucking, I'll pick up uh, footballs for you guys. Interesting thing about BJ Goodson, even though I said he's really slow and uh, shifty, he actually tested really well. Uh, he had a uh, top five three cone drill for linebackers, and I think he ran like a four six forty or a four seven forty, and that just goes to show you that the combine is about training for events, not for what you can actually do on the field. Yeah, it's a workout; it's not translating. Yep. Um, uh, I was pretty happy with our fifth. Uh, what was it? Also a fifth round pick, Paul Perkins. Yeah. Paul Perkins, uh, he's, uh, he's a bloodline guy. His uh, dad, Bruce Perkins, played in the NFL. Uh, he also had Don Perkins, who was his uncle. They, uh, he was a running back for about eight years in the NFL. Uh, Paul Perkins is, uh, uh, comes from a long line of disappointing UCLA Bruins. Uh, UCLA, <laughs> for some reason, gets these fantastic guys every single year that always impress you know, Miles Jack and freaking, I'm trying to just pull up UCLA guys in my head right now. I'm drawing a blank because they, none of them go on to do anything important in UCLA. UCLA has never won a national championship in my recent memory. They're never competitive. I don't know why. Paul Perkins was like Brett Hundley's little uh, buddy in the run game that they had there, where it was just like, if, if Hundley wasn't running down the middle from a shotgun snap, then Perkins was, right? That's yeah. all the Bruins did. I didn't know anything about Perkins when he was drafted. I remember seeing him and being like, oh, God damn it, Reese. We pick up another running back. We already have like five. And then I, I tweeted it out and people are immediately like, actually, Perkins is really good. So now I feel bad that he's going to get stuck in like a four-man rotation and not see enough snaps. Although we don't have Coughlin anymore. And I think a, a big thing that people never realize with Coughlin is how he uses running backs. Like during the Earth, Wind, and Fire era with uh, Brandon Jacobs, Ward, and uh, Bradshaw, Jacobs was used specifically to run at defensive ends. Almost every single one of his runs was geared towards that, to tiring out defensive ends. So then later on, change of pace guys could come in and reap the rewards. And that's what Andre Williams was last year. Except right? Andre Williams couldn't actually get yardage. and Or hold on to the ball. Yep. Right? He, so even... He was just, he was not a very good hammer. And I feel bad because I know Andre Williams. He went to Parkland High School, which is my high school in Pennsylvania. My grandfather loved him when he got drafted. He was talking him up and all that stuff. Um, all my uncles were excited and stuff like that. And he just disappointing. I hate seeing hometown heroes like that go down. So, but whatever. We have, so with this pick, um, I'm wondering if that means Andre Williams is gone. Cut. Um, Bobby Rainey's probably gone. Cut. Um, Dark Dark was probably gone. Cut. Um, we're probably maybe practice squad. He might make the practice squad. I kind of like Darkwa. He was okay in the limited snaps he got. Yeah, but he can't ask a ton out of a out of a UDFA running back to come in. Jennings will keep because we paid him enough money, and he was he was our best last year. And Vereen we're obviously going to keep because he's too versatile. And I really hope we see more of him this year. Oh, Paul Perkins might steal snaps from him though. That's true. Is Paul Perkins any good at uh, catching the ball? Yes, he is. Actually, what uh, really separates him not from catching the ball is blocking. And that's something surprising for a guy who's considered to be really small. He's another guy I was just talking about, this Sterling Shepard, 5'10", 200 pounds. Not that small. And I've seen him, uh, because you, the Bruins run so many shotgun snaps, I see him picking up a lot of blitzes a lot of the time. And even though he gets hammered during them, he still does it. I'm not sure how well that's going to translate to the NFL level, but that's really what separates you from being a third down back or not. So that seemed like a good pick. And then 
we grabbed a tight end in the six. Jarrell Adams. He's, and because, he's a body. He's, well, you, you could say that, but surprisingly, even though I just was expounding how hard it is to grab talent after the second round in the draft, Jarrell Adams is talented. I mean, he's an older guy, so that's something you always got to watch out for, especially with someone like Carson Wentz. Uh, whenever they're 23, 24 coming out, they have like two or three years more physical development on them than like a 21-year-old or a 20-year-old, right? So uh, Jarrell Adams is definitely one of those physical specimens. He's 23 years old, six foot five, ran a fast 40. Uh, let me pull up his stats on him really quick. Yeah, 46440, uh, 4-3-1 shuttle. And one of my... Uh, projects i did in my masters we found that the shuttle actually correlates a lot to receptions i'm not sure why but it does <laughs> um but uh so we, it's it's a body and we needed tight ends because again we can play the game i'll give you ten dollars if you can name a position type of person name the other tight end that we have besides larry donnell oh how oh, fells is gone crap fells is gone that that was foot, the other one. his foot got eaten off yeah uh i'd as soon as you say it, I'll know it, but it's, I'm drawing a blank on Will it right Ty. Now. That's it. That's Who the it. fuck is Will he, Ty? <laughs> he was actually okay. Like he, I'm not saying he's good or anything, but last year he was better than expected for what he was. I got a nod to you on that one because while I'm the draft guy, you're, I think you definitely watch Giants games more in depth than I do. I've sort of like transitioned away from being so involved, and now I just care more about the league as a whole. So if you say Will Ty's good, Will Ty's good. I, I, watch, I watch like – all the games at once. My 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 Sunday is I go to a bar, like a local sports dive bar. Terrible food, but I know everyone there. Yeah. Like I, I I hang out with a group of like 49er fans who I've just ended up making friends with and like weird, but continue. Uh, they get like the one TV behind me and I get the big TV behind them. And so I just watch the Giants games and I just sit there watching it and as soon as it's over there's like TVs all across the bar and I can watch every other game at the same yeah. time. So as soon as we're on commercial I'll watch something else, but I watch every game. I need to start doing that. I only watch it for fantasy purposes. I know that's horrible, but I'm a gambler, so I I I try and watch every game that I can. But I honestly like sometimes I'll sit at home, I'll watch the streams or I'll just watch it on tv but i'll i watch every game i can but i don't really care about the rest of the stuff i just like watching the game so i can make fun of them later because the fun because yeah. that's where i get most of the material yeah i like that uh oh my god what was the one you just did before it was your 500th comic oh uh trent richardson yeah trent richardson <laughs> get in the hole <laughs> i was pretty happy with that one he made me so mad. That guy, I was I was hyping him up for the entire draft process, telling people how great he was going to be, and he just he broke his ribs once and just couldn't hit the hole. Yep, I hate I, I hate being wrong. Would you say you have a good or bad hit rate? Um, I wish I saved more of my stuff and published it just so I can see. I know I, I there's a few guys that I definitely were down on that turned out to be good. The most obvious is Odell Beckham Jr. I was totally against that pick when it happened. I remember you were totally against Knicks over yep. uh, Brit completely against that and i that, knew ken i know kenny Britt personally i partied with him i didn't like him so <laughs> i still wanted him yeah i i remember seeing that i remember you were really upset about that in the forums i was, I was so like mad. i don't know either of these players so i'm just gonna be like <laughs> okay and then he turned out great so i'm fine with yeah. that brit ended up being a dumbass yep but i don't know maybe you swap positions then brit would have been good who knows but point is they didn't take it i'm gonna say my hit rate on certain positions are really good for some reason defensive ends i can never predict i thought the quam bowers was gonna be great then he had a heart attack and died i thought 
Um, I'm sorry about that. I thought Randy <laughs> Craig was going to the top five. He drops his second round. I, I called out, uh, what's his face for, uh, the Bengals. Well, I can't remember his name. He's a Florida guy. Uh, time to cheat. Uh, Carlos Dunlap. Uh, yeah. I called him out saying he was going to be great. He dropped his second round. I felt kind of bad for a second. Now he's a great defensive end, but, uh, quarterbacks I'm pretty great with. I, I can, I can hit on quarterbacks a lot of the time. Uh, wide receivers I'm, I'm usually good at. Uh, although sometimes if they have really big stats and they're tall and they're big, I like fall for them like a teenage girl and I, I say they're going to be great and then they're terrible. Uh, defensive tackles I'm fantastic at. I can predict them. Bad at linebackers. Great at offensive line. I don't know. I can't toot my own horn without evidence. but So it, if you think, think you're good about uh, QBs, out of the top two, who do you think is going to be better? Goff. Goff. I, I think I can say that pretty confidently too. And there's there's a few reasons for that. One of the things I was looking at, I, I did a little bit of research on Goff and Wentz, mostly Wentz, because I, cause I, the Eagles are going to take him. So obviously I wanted to see who I wanted us to sack for the next 10 years. <laughs> but the thing I got from him, it looks like he has the right personality and the right build, but he didn't have any competition. And like even when, even against the, like, the weak competition, he was okay. Yeah, the, He seems the- like a project. He is a project. Uh, the weird thing about Wentz is he went into the the season being like an undrafted free agent on a lot of people's boards, broke his wrist, missed seven games, and then somehow ended up in the first round. And you can blame that all on how he looks, right? It's the same thing with yeah. Paxton Lynch. Uh, if you're big, if you can huck the football like 60 yards downfield, and like you said, he has a great personality. Whether people want to admit it or not, uh, football is a company. Yeah. You have co-workers. You have people, managers who have to tolerate you. And if you're... A nice guy and can get along with people and you're willing to learn that goes a long way with you know prospective employ- employers and Carson Wentz has that in spades uh whether or not he was bad against uh bad against bad competition the FBS is no longer a joke uh, or the FCS is no longer a joke it's uh it's becoming now that there's so many great athletes coming out of high schools because all these kids are hooked up on nutritional programs that they can access anytime online uh they're all hooked up on training programs they can access anytime online uh, they they all want, have you know football dreams. The it's starting to become that these kids who can't make it in a Division One school will go to an FCS school and and still develop like normal kids, right? Carson Wentz goes to an FCS school. He's five foot eight, one hundred sixty pounds. He's my size when he goes out there, right? Yep, or a little bit shorter, a little bit uh, lighter. Uh, he grows to six foot five, six foot four, two hundred something pounds. I mean, you can't predict that. Of course, I he's f- gonna. I feel bad for his uh, parents or his own wallet because I I had a massive growth spurt when I was in high school. I went from like average height to pretty much where I am now at six three. Oh, you're so I, lucky. I had to change. I by the end of the year, I was wearing completely new clothes. It oh. was. It was rough. Like I like after like a couple months, the pants that my mom had got me for the beginning of my high school were already like a couple inches above my ankles. <laughs> it, it was it was yeah, the millhouse pants. Uh, I didn't get thicker, but I got really tall really yeah. fast. You you should have played football. You would have had like old guys cutting you a hundred dollar checks for scoring a couple touchdowns against I rival was, high school. All right. Problem number one: I had no self confidence. It was high school. Problem number two: I was really thin. Yeah, like I was, I was always a really thin kid. I'm still pretty thin. I had a super high metabolism where I could burn like five pounds sitting down playing video games. So, yeah. like, looking at pictures of me in high school, I'm like, how did I not blow away in the wind? I, I was, 
I I was borderline unhealthy levels of thin at certain points. So I was good at track. I, yeah. I went out and I had fun at track, but I was never big enough to play football. And what you run at track? Um, hurdles mostly because I was tall. Oh, nice! Your ankles must hate, or your uh, shins must hate you. Oh, I have. I can't run anymore. I I tried getting into running, and my shins that I just get like stretch fractures and shin splints like instantly. Yeah. So I can't do it. I, I'm just a biker now. Yeah, I was a I was a track not star. I ran the I ran the third leg in the four by four, which is where you hide the slowest kid. And uh, my football coach used to call me the glass pistol instead of glass cannon because I always used to hurt myself tackling people when I was tiny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, I was I was good at hurdles and I was really good at the long jump and the triple jump. Ooh, I'm not I, that great of a jump. I, I was freakishly good at the triple jump. And weird. Like, my, I remember my gym teacher being like, "You should actually like go out and try this." And I'm just like, "I don't care enough." <laughs> you would have been unique. Even the triple jumps unique and track people. So you kind of, you kind of like could have looked on somewhere. Yeah. Uh, anyways, to get back to the why uh, the quarterbacks. Uh, there's a few reasons why I think that uh, that Wentz is going to have a little bit more difficult time than golf getting in. Uh, one, I don't believe at all in throwing people into the fire. Like, or I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, I think it's a, a narrative, right? I think uh, yeah. fans will view a quarterback thrown into the fire and think it'll change how he's developed. But a lot of times it just doesn't matter. Coach is telling them, Hey, if you go out there, throw four interceptions, it's okay. We're going to get him next time. And some people can handle that. I think golf can handle that uh, Two, golf uh, for all his faults stays in the pocket, throws the ball with his head up, those are two things that will always lead to success. Uh, his wide receivers aren't that bad. We we're just talking about Kenny Brett. He's still on those Rams. He's not that bad. Uh, they got Quick. They got Austin, who Austin was coming into his own last year. Uh, they have Todd Gurley. Fantastic run game. I mean, that alleviates so much pressure. I mean, the only problem is their offensive coordinator. Yep. <laughs> that, that's where that's where the problem is. Continuously gets jobs somehow. Brian Schottenheimer, for anyone who doesn't know. He is, he's awful. There's a running joke on yeah. the Something Awful forums the that Jets we gif. post that the the gif of the Jets where it's like a third and three and everyone runs like a two yard curl. Yeah, it was it's, not even. It's like a third and eight and everyone runs a two yard curl. It, it's it's baffling how bad he is. But it's, once you get a job in the NFL the first time, it's a retread league. So if your dad's name is Martin Schottenheimer. Um, yeah. But no, he literally, I, I I can tell you, this is a Brian Schottenheimer interview process. He sits down, he goes, I know analytics, I'm young, look at my face. And he like, he's clean shaven. And he goes, these are high percentage plays. And he pulls up a GIF, or he pulls up a, a graph and says, look at all these high percentage plays. Oh, and my last name's Schottenheimer. And then they hire him. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited to see how those two work out. I'm, I'm also kind of excited to see Paxton Lynch, simply because... I like looking at him. He looks like Tony Stark. <laughs> I saw that. And I so think it's hysterical it. that the Broncos traded away like a guy who was hilariously tall for a guy who's one inch hilariously taller. <laughs> and just as bad in college. Or I can't even say it's bad. Brock, I'm a ASU homer. I went there for undergrad for a little bit. And um, I love Brock Kyle's while when he was coming out. And I, I didn't care about his faults. Do you but... think he'll be good on the Texans? I think anyone who Bill O'Brien touches turns into gold. I think he is just a fantastic coach in every way, shape, and form. So maybe. Uh, he wasn't able to quite save Brian Hoyer. He made him kind of respectable. and got He, he was able to ball. get some decent uh, plays out of Brandon Whedon. Yeah. Who, you know, uh, is another long history of what the hell are NFL GMs thinking when they draft a 29-year-old kid. 
Yeah. I don't know. But John Beck was the other one. This BYU quarterback a few years back came out when he was like 30. Trapped in the second round makes no sense. Um, but I think overall the GMs did a pretty good job this year. I was looking over a lot of drafts, and the only one that I think was bad that confused me was the Kansas City Chiefs draft, only because I'm not familiar with like any of the guys they took. They traded out of the first round, and I don't know anyone else who they picked. Chris Jones was the, their big pick. That was their defensive tackle. He's a man among boys. I thought Chris Jones was going to be a perfect pickup for the Giants in the second round. But then the Chiefs surprised everyone uh, traded back and took him. Uh, other than that, like Russell, I'm sort of familiar with because I watch Notre Dame games. But like he never really stood out in their defense. On a defense that wasn't that great in the first place. Uh, Kevin Hogan. I mean, why would you take Kevin Hogan? You got to say winningest quarterback in Stanford history. But that that's like being the winningest uh, witty analogy insert here. I don't That's know. That's like I the best Browns quarterback since their reception. Yeah. Ooh, Browns, who surprisingly had a good draft. Well, I mean, they had, what, like 14 picks or something like that? That matters. Yeah, I mean, best way to get a hit in the draft is to have more than other people tickets. Just Walk, walk in there with a the shotgun, exactly. And uh, the way that NFL draft teams, I think, do it, which are different than how pundits do it and how people in, uh, in sports form do it, is they have tier lists, right? They'll say, here's our five players that we think are tier one players. Here's ten players we think are tier two, right? And when they're at their pick, if they have five players in their tier one list and all five are available, they could trade back five spots yep. and still get one of those guys, right? Yeah. That's something the Browns did, and that's something Jerry Reese was never told in GM school how to he do. He does not trade. like he. I think he's traded up like once, once. and it was last year for Collins. I didn't even know that. Someone had to correct me on the forms. Yeah, I remember last year because I was actually excited. We are just like, oh, my gosh, the Giants traded Ooh, up. Are we going to draft Collins? We drafted Collins. Yeah. And then we used him out of place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Free safeties aren't more important than strong safeties. People got to learn this. You just change your defense. You have your, your nickel drop back. Anyways, but now we have a nickel corner, thankfully, even though he's the wrong one. It might work out. I can never say... That's the problem with the draft. I I can never say 100% certainly, this guy's going to be good, this guy's going to be bad. Because if I could, Jerry Jones would have hired me. I'd be on these awesome Jerry Jones yacht parties out in the middle of like international waters doing crazy things that I'd be like sad to tell my priest about. Well, no, every, year, every year, there's like those two or three like can't miss prospects and one of them always busts out like i think it was uh chance warmack he's been okay but i remember that year he's been like he was like he was the top lineman in the draft people are like this guy is great if he was calling top player he would be number one overall but he's a guard so that's not really a big position and then he's just been there yeah same with the tackles too luke jokel eric fisher um Lane Johnson's been okay. He was number four. Yeah. Um, that was weird. I predicted him not to do that great. And then we drafted Pew. He was fine. He's fine. Fine. I like the Pew pick. I liked it then. I like um, it now. The, the Bears got somebody good, too, right after us. I forget his name. Uh, Kyle Kevin Long. Long. Kyle Long, yeah. Kyle Long. He's he's pretty good. Although they're running the problems with him. He wants to play guard, and they want him to play tackle. and you, That's a no-no. Yeah. Let him stick. Well, I mean, speaking of tackles going high... Have you ever seen anything like that happen to Tunsil? <laughs> that was a great transition. Speaking of tackles going high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So the rumor is that Tunsil's former money manager was Financial mad at him. Financial advisor who he fired 
shortly before. What college student needs a financial advisor? When you have to text your coach to get money for your mom's light bill, chances are you shouldn't be splitting that cash with anybody. It sounds like one of his friends... Probably just like, hey, I'll be your financial advisor, bro. It's like, okay, that Absolutely. seems like a good idea. I'm not going to be really dumb with my money when I get into the NFL. I'm not going to leave my cell phone laying around during draft day. I'm not going to pick... have the same password for everything. <laughs> oh, my. Have you ever seen Ballers? I haven't. I. It's one of those things that like I want to watch, but I can never just work up the the motivation to actually watch it. It's it's a fun little show, and, and it, you, Rob Corddry and The Rock carry it, and you get like these stupid little awkward cameos from like Victor Cruz, who doesn't know how to deliver his lines, and he doesn't know what to do with his hands either because he does not <laughs> act. Um, he, they, it, but the show revolves around these sports agents trying to pick up this one defensive tackle who's got this like most annoying friend in the world, this little crappy kid who like tags along with them, always has to be his like money guy and speak for him and stuff. And I think that's what happened with Tunsil. And I think that might happen with uh, Kemdichi too, because Kemdichi also has a crew. And there's always one guy in the crew that wants to tag along. But regardless of that, um, unbelievable NFL GMs. Unbelievable. I'm going to tell you right now, you know for a fact that if a, if a prospect tests clean at the combine and then a video comes out during the draft of him smoking weed, that that has nothing to do with what he's going to be doing in his future or what he's doing in his present. And to have him drop like that, which you, and a lot of people are going to say the Ravens always want Stanley over Tunsil. Bullcrap. I, I think, yeah. like, I think Tunsil was by far the most safe prospect in the draft. To have all these teams, especially our Giants, pass on him for something so trivial is mind boggling. I it's laughed my ass off draft. when the Titans traded back up. I'm like, oh, they're going to get their guy. And then they draft Conklin. And I'm <laughs> Conklin. just laughing. I'm like, oh my God. Conklin. You, you dumbass. Well, hang on. I don't think Conklin's that bad of a pick either. I do think he can play left tackle in the league. But you have Tunsil right there. <laughs> like, he's, he was mocked to the Titans for like the first three months. <laughs> Everyone thought that's where the Titans were going to go until they traded down. And then they trade back up when Tunsil starts falling. He's right there. That's what's happening. I even had the card queued up. I I opened up Tunsil's picture. I had it right in front of me. I filled out like the Titans information, and then they go Jack Conklin. I'm like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy because that video came out, and you saw my Tunsil card, right? It had the that was hilarious. How, how how quick I, did you what, edit that in? I had to draw that between um, Carson Wentz and whoever got picked. Fifth, I can't remember that far back. I can't like, remember I had for no, breakfast. Jalen like, Ramsey. As soon as I saw that, I see everyone cracking gas mask jokes, and I pull up my Tunsil picture, and it's just him smiling. It, I didn't do anything <laughs> fancy with him because there wasn't any material on him. So I'm just like, okay, okay, I gotta do something. I, I googled it. I just did a quick refix, like in between, like tweeting out other players. I'm like trying to like half draw it, and I got really lucky because I was still sort of finishing it. When the Titans is traded up, I'm like, oh no, oh no, no, I gotta get this done. And then they traded Jack Conklin. I'm like, ah. I have um, I have two Twitter accounts. I have one that I use for my YouTube stuff. That's got whatever people on it. And I have a separate one where I just use to follow players in the draft and follow draft stuff and follow sports guys. And I'm scrolling through it really quick to look for Adam Schefter stuff. And I see this this picture of this kid smoking a bong mask. And I'm looking at it for a second, and the kid rips it off. It's Larry Tunsil, and it took like ten seconds for me to click there. 
that that this kid just released a t- on t- like on Twitter this freaking picture of him smoking out of a gas mask of all things. That was <laughs> that was pretty great, Bong. Actually, I'm impressed. I, I mean, good. I have seen bongs like that before. I live in a I live in Portland, so weed's legal here. I've seen some weird bongs, but that was that was good stuff. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, A plus for creativity. I was like, that's that's good. This great tailoring. How'd you sew it in there like that? I don't know. Oh my god. Oh, and I feel so bad for him. I I don't want to laugh at the situation because these kids. He lost eight million dollars during that slide. Eight million dollars, and you don't know people. You don't know how much men need that money. How much his family might need the money. What do you might mean, do with that considering money? Considering he's asking his coach for rent money for his mother, he probably needs that money. Yeah, it's 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 not cool. Uh, whoever did that, you know, shame on you is all I can shame, say. Shame spite. Like this is supposed to be like one of the best nights of this kid's life, and yeah. now it's a black mark. Yeah, he was getting talked to on the draft, like during his interview, and they flash on ESPN. They flashed a card of him smoking out of the freaking gas mask. I'm like, what are you doing to this kid? I wonder how much he knew while he was sitting there, like, if he had his, <laughs> like because the, obviously the cameras kept cutting to him because there's always that one player who falls, and the cameras just keep focusing on as they get sweatier. <laughs> but I, I wonder like how much he knew. Poor he Miles was, Jack. Um, Miles Jack. Poor guy. Goddamn Jack. I knew that was gonna happen. Or, like, I was calling it. Deal. I know. They, they get Jack and Ramsey. That's that's sick. Not, not even that. I mean, like they get they get Jack in the second round. They get Ramsey in the first. They get Sheldon Day in the fourth. Sheldon Day was like the heart and soul of that Notre Dame defense. The captain. He's this big, like unmovable guy that you know is not going to be the greatest pass rusher in the world, but he's going to be there for years probably. Brandon Allen Lake, who I thought was a really underweighted quarterback. Uh, Jonathan Woodard, who was getting like these you know these rumors about him rising up. Like right before the draft, but like those small school rumors that always pop up. Um, I, I think that overall Jaguars just killed this draft. Absolutely yeah. killed it. I think the Jaguars. I I, I don't want to be the guy who's just like, oh, the Jaguars are going to be scary in a few years. But they had a really good offseason. I mean, the draft was great, but they added Prince. Yep. They're, they're getting uh, their first round pick last year back, Dante Fowler. He, yep. he didn't play at all last year, so they're getting like an extra first round pick back. They yeah. they've. They've stocked up. Uh, Bort's putting it all together. He looks Bort. fine. And they got the Allens. Yep, they got the Allens. They're in a weak division. The Colts are shit. The Texans T- are complicated. The oh. Titans are garbage. Super underrated pick uh, pickup they had, by the way, Chris Ivory. Yeah, I forgot Chris Ivory's a Jag now. That's, yeah. that's a great pickup. Super underrated. Because they didn't I, have a running back last year. Who, who was it? Like Toby Gerhardt? Uh, yeah, they Gerhardt and Yeldon and Denard Robinson, Shoelace, which is still a good uh, backfield. That's a good staple of athletic guys because people always forget that running backs aren't necessarily there just to get yards. They're there to tire out the defense and get yards. So, like, if you have a bunch of athletic guys that can walk in and just slam into the defense over and over again, that's a great thing to have. Well, I'm jealous of the Jags. They've – they. Sh- if things go well, they're on the right track to be competitive in the next couple of years. And if things go how I'm assuming they're going to be the new Rams for the next five years. We always think they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, the Rams never had a quarterback. That's the one yeah. thing. Like, Sam Bradford was made of glass. Yeah. Like, he'd just like, hey, guys, I'm going to come onto the field. And then he turns into a pink mist as soon as he gets yeah. touched. <laughs> Uh, Chase Keenum, who they're trying to act like is like they're trying. We have analytics. We're Moneyball now. Chase Keenum is a good quarterback. No, he's not. No, you want Moneyball? That's the Browns. That's what the Browns are doing. They actually yeah. have the Moneyball guy. They have the Moneyball guy. Oh, 
Good for them, though. I mean, I think Corey Coleman was a great pickup. Emmanuel Agba, who I, I, I was calling as a first-round pick the entire time. He got taken right on the, the right, wraparound. Right the second round, yeah. Technically, it was a first-round pick. That was a 30-second pick, so I'm going to give It was, because the Patriots, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for them, but at the same time, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's that one thing that I keep laughing about with the flake. It's just like, looking at it, I think the Patriots are more or less right and that Goodell's being really stupid and yeah. going out of their way to screw him over. But at the same time, he's screwing over the Patriots, the Patriots. and I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> so this is like a win-win. Either Goodell gets slammed down and we get to watch him cry and pout, or the Patriots fans get to cry and pout. And Which I get we to already got. Laugh Hopef- that up. It's hopefully, great. Yeah, hopefully, because this draft already happened. They're not going to get that pick back. We're not going to go do a read-over. So they already no. screwed. I love that. That's hilarious. And now I love it even more if Goodell like, loses his job and loses all his power. But Yep. Brady's gonna Brady's gonna have four games off at the beginning of the year unless there's another appeal that goes through, (laughs) which at this point I didn't even think this one would work, but it did. So who knows? I want this in the Supreme Court. (laughs) Court Just just for the spectacle of it. The court is just like shaking their head, like, why does this matter? (laughs) Just go play your sport. Go play your football. Um the the guys I always want to talk about every single year in the draft, it seems like recently, is our divisional arch rivals who are fastly becoming a roster that I wish the Giants had and would gladly flip flop. I'm jealous of that offense that they is got. Is the Dallas Cowboys. Unreal. Again. They just they, uh, they have a great they have the best running back. I wanted Zeke. If he fell to us, I, I would have been happy with us picking. But it took him an instant. I love Zeke. I hate Ohio State and I love Zeke. I can't say I hate Ohio State because my fiance's family is all Ohio Ooh, State people. Sh- so I am, but I don't know. I went to a school that literally didn't have a football team. So, I mean, I, I went to RIT. We didn't have a football team. Our last coach was literally Tom Coughlin in like what? 1977. It was his no first way. coaching job. You can look it up. No way. And I was in, I was in college on 2007 when we won. And they had a little party for him at a nearby hotel, and I didn't know that he was a coach there at the time, <laughs> or I would have gone there and crashed it. That would have been astounding. I'm gonna if I ever meet Coffin, I'm gonna pull that up. I think I'm the only person. All right, I I don't even think at, when I went there we were the Tigers, but I think back then we were called the Tech Men. It, <laughs> it, it was nerd. It, it was total nerd school, and the That's, joke was uh... we were undefeated since '77. <laughs> No football team. We have a NJIT. I'm not sure. Are you a New Jersey guy? Because you're Italian and you're a Giants My fan. dad is a New York Italian okay. who moved down to Maryland. I'm from Maryland. Gotcha. Uh, up here in New Jersey, we have NJIT, the Highlanders, who set a record for most consecutive losses in Division One basketball. For some reason, they're a Division One basketball team. And <laughs> they're like 0 and 190 or something like that. It was nuts. We were we were the Washington Generals of of. Of uh, Division One basketball, um, but yeah, so Dallas Cowboys again. They get Zeke. They get Jalen Smith. Who even if he sits for a year, I thought Jalen Smith, if he never got any injury, would have been in contention for the first overall pick on the on the in the draft. I thought he was yeah. fantastic, way better than Miles Jack. Um, Malik Collins, another guy out of Nebraska that they just landed for some reason. It was supposed to be a second round pick, but I think that's just because there's so many defensive tackles. Dak Prescott in the fourth, who even if Dak never does anything, the fact that he's Dak Prescott, it's like this, this, this do it all, like, M- like MVP caliber college player. Uh, dude, who- have you ever seen a Blue Mountain State? Yes. 
like just looking at Dak Prescott, I just think Radon Randall. Right? He is Radon Randall in, in a heartbeat, complete with the DUIs. So, yeah, I'm jealous of the Cowboys. Um, I'm not really jealous of the Eagles. I'm pretty happy that they traded significant portions of their draft for yep. a project quarterback who might be good, but even if he is, they're, they're, gonna, they're not going to be able to build up recently. Nope. Um, I'm, I, I like the fact that Sam Bradford's pissed about it. Yeah. They may, that's so funny, he's moping. And I was talking to this, this random guy at a bar, this old dude. He's like, he just needs to shut up and do his job. I don't understand this. <laughs> Love old guy opinions. Uh, but they actually managed to trade back a few times and pick up a bunch of picks. They actually drafted more than seven picks this, this year, even though they're all, like, most of them were seventh rounders. But whatever, they still tried. Yeah. Redskins, whatever. Redskins had surprisingly a very good draft. Josh Doxson seems like a pretty good pick. I like him. Uh, I'm a big Temple fan. I grew up outside of Philadelphia, and uh, Ionitis was like this. This uh, we had used to have a guy on the uh, Giants a while back named Mitch something. Mitch, uh, he's, I can't remember what his name was, but he was a right guard for Arkansas, and he set the uh, Schwartz wasn't Schwartz. No, nah, he, he had like this weird name. Petrus. Yeah, Mitch Petrus. Um, he uh, set the 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 bench press record. And he just didn't know how to play football. And you can see it. And that's Ionitis. Like, Ionitis is, like, this super eager defensive tackle who just, like, rams into someone, falls down on his face, and then gets back up and rams another person, falls down on his face. But good good for him. He has effort. Um, Nate Sudfeld was a dude that I thought was going to be pretty good and was going to be in content- contention for a second-day pick this year. Uh, I'm surprised he even got drafted uh, now. Kendall Fuller would have been a first-round cornerback and didn't shred his knee. And Sue Cravens is a, a good, versatile guy. So I don't think the Redskins had that bad of a draft. I think they're a team on the rise, too. Well, it, it depends. Like, last year, I think the Redskins struck me as very much like a paper tiger because they, they want our division was all terrible. Awful. The, Dallas had no chance once Roma went down. The Giants were a mess. But they had zero defense, like worst defense in the NFL. Yep. The Eagles were complicated. They Like, I don't Things were they going wrong with that they, team. Yeah. They had and, quarterback coaching and, and running back issues. So the Eagle, the Redskins, they did, they played well at home, but they didn't beat a single team with a winning record. Yeah. But I mean, I like Kirk Cousins as a player. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be great, but I always kind of liked him. I think he'll be fine. It's, it's yeah, tough. he was a nice guy in Michigan State, and I felt good that he got drafted. I, I was calling that he was like a, a game manager, competent quarterback that should stick in the league. And I'm glad he did, and now he's a starter. So good for him. He worked for it. Yeah, I think he's going to be like one of those middle of the road starters who are they're good enough that you'd you'll pay them matt hasselbeck matt hasselbeck uh ryan Tannehill, yeah uh, andy dalton yeah like that guy who they're good enough to do well enough but they're not top of the class kind of yeah thing. people forget how spoiled we were with quarterbacks this past decade we had drew Brees, we had aaron Rodgers, brady and manning and that doesn't happen that often you're not going to have really like doesn't yeah so if it's your guy so hard is... to find a good quarterback. Yeah, so if your I guy's mean, just good, you should be happy. If he's good, you just build around him. Exactly. Uh, we're approaching an hour here, so I'm just going to run through some other winners that I think we had really quick. Go for um, it. We got uh, Dallas Cowboys and Jags we we're talking about. Really great picks for both of them. I think the people who got the most value out of the draft with the least amount of picks was the Saints. Uh, they got Sheldon Rankins, Michael Thomas uh, from Ohio State, and Von Bell from Ohio State. Those are two guys I think were underrated. On their uh, de- on their defenses, uh, and uh, Daniel Lasco, who tested at like through the roof in the combine. And no matter how much I say the combine doesn't matter, getting some that athletic was was a win for them in the seventh round. Um, I think the uh, the Jets 
did pretty good. The Christian Hackenberg pick that, was that, obviously that was a lot loud. Yeah, but Darren Lee and, and Jordan Jenkins should be turned into liquid gold by Bowles. He just does that with linebackers. Um, the uh, the Chargers, uh, you, you know Ross. We got this yeah. kid. We got this Chargers fan on our forum who freaks out over any little thing. Uh, was doom saying their draft the entire time, but they landed Hunter Henry, who I don't think dropped the pass in college. Uh, Joey Bosa, unbelievable defensive end. Uh, Joshua Perry, who was like the blitzer for Ohio State uh, and got in the backfield constantly. Max Twerk, who I think was like the second best cor- uh, center this year. And uh, and um, D- uh, Donovan Clark, who anchored the left side of the line for Michigan State and uh, was pretty good for them. Um, who else? I was very jealous of the Bucks for getting Vernon Hargreaves. But then they traded up for a kicker. Good thing we mentioned that, because I yeah. was about to forget about that. That that was, I mean, I understand this guy was a really accurate kicker. From in, in front of 40 yards. Yeah. He's 5-9 and nine from beyond 40 yards. Why would you trade up for that? Why would you, I, I mean, if you really like, I think he's a local guy, so I think they're uh, trying to put, like, butts in seats a little bit. <laughs> for the kicker? This is why bad teams stay bad, when you draft up for a kicker in the second round. <laughs> so good they get vernon hargreaves and noah spence it's like okay they're competent and then what are you doing they, they, they had no reason to draft up for him i no thought they're reason at all. i thought they're trading up for like a tight end or a running back or something like that like cj Procise. i thought was going to be a pick it's like what are you doing who's the other uh bad team i want to talk about one other bad uh draft this year i think the uh the uh raiders actually had a pretty bad draft yeah that i think like their picks were a little questionable I don't like Carl Joseph. I really don't. I, I think he hurts himself when he tackles people. I don't think he takes good routes. And there is highlight film. This is always a warning, by the way. When the NFL draft people show highlight film of you and you're getting beaten in coverage, that shouldn't be a highlight. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> like, you recovering after a tackle shouldn't be a highlight. Uh, I think their best pick was Shalit Calhoun in the third round. G- I think he was better than Jihad Ward. And uh, Connor Cook, I, they don't really need Connor Cook, I don't think, but maybe uh. it was it was a fine draft it was it was more exciting than last year for sure watching it this is my like fifth year watching the draft and the fourth year doing those cards and last year i remember i got all the picks right i didn't yeah. miss a single pick last and year I, was so boring and i was trades. almost disappointed because i had like three p- pictures just like set aside because i knew i was going to probably screw up one so I, I usually draw a picture of mel kuiper freaking out yeah. And I didn't have that last year and I was disappointed. But then I also drew like 60 players last year and I like murdered my shoulder. So this year I'm just like, I'm going to draw less players. I'm just going to have a little bit more fun with it. I, I figured I'd screw good. it up at least one. And that that ended That's up Carl being Joseph. the guy the Raiders picked first. But that was just my own error, not realizing it. And then yeah. the 49ers guy really screwed us over. Freaking Garnett. Oh, God. I hate Chip Kelly. Yeah. Four years of doing this, Chip Kelly has screwed me over twice. Yeah. I hate him. You didn't predict Nelson Aguilar? I did. I'm pretty sure I had Aguilar. It was two years ago. Whoever they picked, like the linebacker or whatever they picked, like two years ago. I can't remember his name because he hasn't done shit. Michael Kendricks or something, maybe. I can't remember him. Might have been it. He hasn't um, done shit. I just want to say before before we say that this was a fun draft and was good, just completely fuck you, Rams. You had a month, a month to pick your pick. 
You had a month to think about they it. They knew exactly who they wanted. They knew who they, they were They were wasting wanted. everyone's time. No one would have traded up. No one called you. And you sat there and you wasted 10 minutes of, I think, at least 2 million people watch a draft. So 2 million times 10 minutes is how much time they wasted for everybody involved. My favorite and- part was when they cut to Jeff Fisher in the war room and he's just sitting there. He's not on the phone. Not he's not anything. chatting with anyone. He's just sitting there looking at the screen. It was like a TV timeout. And then they clapped for themselves. They went like this. And they all looked around the room clapping for themselves after they made the pick that they thought about for a month. It's they like... They knew exactly who they were picking. And then the Eagles did it too. Yeah. I give the Eagles a little bit more pass because maybe... But no. Not not, not enough to, to matter. And it makes me wonder if the NFL like told the Rams take up the 10 minutes so that we can have like the advertisements and the coverage. Honestly, I feel like that might have been the case. I I'm think that's what happened. I think the NFL is just like, we need to take the time. Like, I know you guys want to pick this guy. You know exactly who the pick is, but we we got to make sure ESPN and NFL Network, we can just talk about it for 10 minutes and pretend that we don't know who's going to get picked. Yeah, even though they all are completely lying. I hate when they do that, where they pretend that they like, I have a feeling that they might go outside linebacker here. Oh, it's Darren Lee. No, of course you know. Someone told you in your headset. <laughs> it's bad i don't know my i had to watch the nfl network i don't have cable because i never really watch tv at home same but i have an x-bone so they have the nfl app on the x-bone and i was watching the coverage on there and it must have been their d team because it was <laughs> some guy i've never seen before in my life and bucky brooks oh no not as, bucky. as the main host and it was just them desperately trying to fill airspace. And I don't, like, if you've ever heard Bucky Brooks talk, he, he sounds like he's dying. He, he's just like, hey, I Bucky Brooks. He sounds awful. And then they would frequently cut to this poor, like, intern woman who had to read tweets off a screen. Oh, I remember that. That was a, You watched that then the second day. That's when Bucky Brooks was on the NFL Network. I was watching the same stream as you. And oh, that was... It was bad oh my tweet. god it was painful we're gonna read tweet your draft pick advice in five words it's like watch out for new york I'm like no, shut up and they're just like running through like other players who have tweeted just like hey this is a good pick i i agree that's a good pick yeah oh my god it was pathetic it it's was always so like bad bruce Irvin, who went to wvu and they took they take carl joseph so of course he's gonna say it's a good pick he's like gonna be like oh i played with that guy before he's a shitter like they, they, they like showed a Carson Wentz like tweeting, just like eh, I got some work to do in Philadelphia. I'm like, well, yeah, that that's that's a total tweet that you make in that position <laughs> when you're not trying to ruffle any feathers. Like, come on, who it's cares? Like, going to Philadelphia, I hope I don't end up in South Street and get stabbed again. I felt bad for the woman because you could tell she had nothing to work with, and she nothing. just desperately wanted the cameras to cut away from her. that's the problem with making the draft a spectacle you see it with the movie draft day and you see it with like second and third day picks where the the guys have to pretend like they watched western michigan games no yeah. one has i guarantee kuiper hasn't um <laughs> only regional scouts do that i actually learned this by the way when i started going out for my career that there's regional scouting right yeah. And these NFL teams employ these scouting firms to go out and scout for them, and they spread the same scouting advice to every single NFL team. And that is how they're able to scout these tiny schools and find these guys. And and I guarantee you no NFL pundit does it because there's not enough hours in the day. There's no way they're watching Western Michigan games or, you know, Wayne State, Weber State games. No one's ever watched them. Wait, right? How do you even get that footage half the time? They look like Zapruder film. Like it's like guys <laughs> shooting from a grassy knoll. 
It's a mom. Like they asked their mom for the the game film. <laughs> oh my god! They, they just like, hey, I see you were filming your kid, but I'm actually really interested in the kid who played right next to him. Can I borrow your home movie? <laughs> Returns it back to her. There's a box around the kid right next to him the entire time. They're just like trolling Instagram for like little Vine videos and such like that. Just like, oh, I can kind of <laughs> scout from this angle. I, I could tell you everything about him now that I sort of saw him throw one pass one time from the other end zone. It's like, no, you can't. Just whatever. It's a crapshoot. NFL's a crapshoot. And the NFL draft day, that movie was is, is just proof that you cannot talk that much about a prospect before you're really talking on your own ass. Yep. Like there's, you hear it all the time with these guys. Uh, there was this thing on Reddit the other day where there was past stupid things that were said about uh, players. And Mike Singletary said about Matt Stafford that his parents were divorced and that you don't want that type of kid on your team. What does that have to do with football? It has nothing to do with football. The Brickenshaw Ferguson likes music or learn the musical instrument. He doesn't have enough passion for football. What? Like, it's like, it's, don't it's overthink it. Dumb. Yeah. Just, just look at the tape. If he can play the game, that's what matters. Yep. If, if, this is why I always say, if he can play the game and if his combine matches the tape, pick him. Then you're done. If he smokes weed, who cares? Tell him to stop smoking weed in the NFL and like, make sure he does. Weed is seriously going to be legal in the next probably 10-ish years. I, I, I imagine yeah. it's going to be legal about so, half, maybe a third of the country. So why shoot yourself in the foot and not take those guys? We had Will Hill, great safety, top five safety, cut him because he was a head case and he smoked weed all the time. To be fair, the Ravens just cut him too. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, about, he's facing a 10-game suspension. So like, I was bummed that we cut Will Hill because he was a really talented guy, but he was a bit of a fuck-up. I'll take any fuck up. Send me your you're tired, you're weak, your fuck ups, your guys you're going to breathe through a, a, a haze of, of pot smoke, and I'll start him. It comes to a point where like, if he's not on the field at all because he's screwing up, it, then it's kind of pointless. But as long as he can get on the field, absolutely take him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I think that's it. Other than that, I want to give a shout to the Titans draft. Good draft for Titans and. Yeah, so I think we've hit an hour here. So. uh before we go, is there uh, anything you'd like to pimp, like a social account? How we can, how can we follow you? Uh, that's a tough thing because, like I was telling you before, I do a YouTube thing where I uh, have my own Twitter account. So if you want to follow me on I am Daltos, as I'll be never tweeting about football because most of my audience are like English kids between the ages of nine to fifteen. So I have to tweet stupid things about Minecraft and 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 video games. Uh, but other than that, if you want to check me out on the something awful forums, I'm always there posting about the draft. Uh, and if you ever want me back to talk about other draft things, I'm happy to help. Ah, no problem. Thanks for coming on and helping me out here. Absolutely, Dave. Thanks for writing all those comics. I always laugh at them. That's all we've got for the draft and this episode. Uh, I'm Dropplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Dropplay Dave or on Facebook as the Dropplay Comic. You can find me on Patreon and, of course, on thedropplay.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll hear from you next week. Take it easy.